Hi, welcome to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. In this podcast, we'll be discussing self-care routines, mindset practices, and mindfulness habits. We'll combat the stigma around mental health in order to create a safe and open community for people to connect and not feel alone. Focus on your mindset rather than your situation. It's a game changer. Grow your mindset and look how far you'll go. Hi, guys, and welcome back to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. Happy Mindful Monday. It's a little bit late on this Mindful Monday. It is 8.04 Eastern Standard Time. Um, I am currently off for my spring break, so all my teachers out there, take a deep breath. We made it. Because when we come back, it's basically May. So we're just cruising to the end of the school year. And for those of you who are not teachers, hopefully you had a nice extended weekend and had a wonderful time with your friends and family, no matter what holiday you were celebrating. And this past weekend, I have been taking full advantage of my time off, and you guys should too, on Friday. I went to this wonderful cafe in Stony Brook on Long Island, and my sister and I were there for like four hours, just hanging in the sunlight, chilling, having a great time, having some deep conversations. We got some lavender lattes. Guys, if you have not tried a lavender latte with macadamia milk, you are not living. Highly, highly recommend. Then on Saturday, I went to the Brooklyn and New York City Botanical Garden with the Growth Mindset Guy Nate. Um, Every month we have a little uh, date night. So this was our date night. It was magical. We actually went to the Brooklyn Botanical Gardens and then we realized we bought the tickets for the New York City (laughs) Botanical Gardens, which was in the Bronx. Um, But Brooklyn Botanical Gardens was super nice about it. They were like, oh, I mean, you bought the tickets. So (laughs) I mean, we'll honor them. You can just come on in. I'm like, oh, cool amazing and the botanical gardens were so nice and then we actually drove from brooklyn to the bronx and went to the new york city botanical gardens because we're like well let's get two for the price of one you know what i'm saying and just being in the botanical gardens they were so like there was a lot of people walking around in both but for a lot of people walking around in both botanical gardens it was just so peaceful and nice to just be in nature and appreciate the beauty of it and it was just a nice slow leisurely day just walking around looking at beautiful flowers and trees taking phenomenal pictures i was taking videos that i can use for reels so i was like creating some content along the way taking some cute pictures for the instagram because nate is a wonderful instagram boyfriend and we just had really a wonderful nice time because Nothing was rushed. We didn't have to be anywhere. You know what I mean? We just leisurely like walk through these beautiful gardens. So if you ever need a place to go, the Brooklyn Botanical Gardens and the New York City Botanical Gardens, like beautiful, amazing, highly, highly recommend if you need like some place to go. It was like such a wonderful day. And then yesterday was Easter. So, you know, we went out to dinner with the fam. So that's why I am recording (laughs) at 8.06 p.m. Eastern Standard Time 
on this Monday. And thank you guys always so much for listening. Thank you for being patient if I don't get episodes out immediately, like on a Monday, like early in the morning. You guys are still supporting and listening. So if you like any of the episodes, please make sure to share it with friends. Make sure to share your favorite episode on your story and tag me in it. Please make sure to follow me and rate me on Spotify. Also, rate, subscribe, and review on Apple Podcasts because the more reviews this podcast gets, you guys, the bigger our wonderful community would grow and I would be forever grateful for your reviews. We really need to pack those in there. Also, if you haven't already done so, Make sure you please subscribe to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast. It is 99 cents per month. The link is going to be in the show notes. And what you get with that wonderful subscription is every Wednesday, I have a Wellness Wednesday episode with no ads. And it's usually about, you know, 10 minutes of just extra good advice or conversations that need to be had about mindset. You also get access to the Growth Mindset Gal text gang where every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, you'll get inspirational quotes from me. You can interact with the other subscribers in the group by creating a little beautiful, wonderful, and supportive community. And then on Sundays, I'll be sending useful journal prompts. So if you haven't subscribed yet, please do. You get all the amazing perks. And I will also start putting amazing giveaways specifically in the Growth Mindset Gang text group for you guys to enter for being wonderful subscribers. You'll get awesome extra perks. I am also going to be starting an email list. The link is also in my show notes. If you want to get an email from me every Sunday with useful journal prompts, podcasts, self-development books, and other resources that have really helped me on my mindset journey and that can help you too, and I can set you up for the week ahead of you, please make sure to fill out the Google form. Again, that is in my show notes. And last but not least... If you want to become a wonderful guest on this podcast, please also fill out the Google form. It is linked in the show notes. And I'm so excited that this week I am also going to be doing um, an interview with Miss Esha and she, I'm going to be on her podcast and we're going to be dueling that podcast. So next week I'm going to be sharing that interview with you guys and we'll be talking about wonderful ways to shift your perspective and mindset when dealing with trauma. So I'm really excited to have that interview with her and have that collaboration. So look forward to that episode next week. All right, friends, let's get to the Doing Well Daily journal quote. The quote is, tell your story like it really is. Tell your story like it really is. There's my laptop. I feel like this happens every time I record. (laughs) But telling your story like it really is. And this really, really like blends well with today's topic, which is battling your ego. And your ego is that inner voice that tells you these stories about yourself. And I'm going to get more into the ego, obviously, when we get into that part of the episode. But we, all of us tell ourselves these stories of, you know, oh, I'm smart, but you know, I'm not athletic. Or, you know, I'm really good at math, but I'm terrible at writing essays. Or, you know, I'm really good with technology, but I'm just like not a people's person and things like that right? We tell these stories or, you know, like I have a good family, but I definitely know I'm not the favorite or I'm just an anxious person. That's all I'll ever be. And, you know, or no one's ever going to love me because of, you know, X, Y, and Z. We tell ourselves these stories and a belief is just a thought we keep rethinking. 
right? So if we keep thinking, if we let our ego keep telling us these stories in our brain, we believe them to be true. And it's really time to reflect. And this is why I love journaling because it really opens up a, a time frame for you to reflect on yourself. What is actually going on in your life, right? Are there things that you can be grateful for? Okay. Is life truly as bad as it seems? Are you in your head too much, right? Do you need to maybe improve on your relationship with people? Is it the people around you or is it you? Is it both? Like what's going on in your life? When you journal and really break down what's going on in your life, then you start to actually see the reality and not the stories your thoughts are telling you. So if you want to create a challenge for yourself this week, take out a journal, bust it out, and really break down what your life is really like. What are the good things going on in your life? Maybe the things that need to improve on going on in your life. And are there any ways that you can fix those issues? Or is there any way you can go to a support system to help you with those issues? Because why sit in the stories that we're telling ourselves that are making us miserable and upset and anxious and burnt out and exhausted? We're going to keep the pattern of those thoughts? Or could we stop the pattern, take a look around us and get out of our own heads and start figuring out what is really going on in our reality? Okay, friends, so let's get started on the segment of this episode. Let me just put away my doing well daily journal, put it back in my nice little drawer. And I think I've talked about this in previous episodes on Mondays or my Wellness Wednesdays episodes, but I've been reading the amazing book of How to Do the Work, Recognize Your Patterns and Heal from Your Past and Create Yourself by Dr. Nicole LaPera, the holistic psychologist. And I will link the book um, in my show notes. And I recently just read the chapter, it's chapter eight, and it's Ego Stories. And I'm always so fascinated with the ego. And that's why whenever it comes up in the self-development books that I read, I'm like always like, ooh, okay, like tell me more. Tell me more about the ego. And and I think I've, you know, talked about it briefly in, in previous podcasts, but I really want to dive in based on the the book that I'm reading. I'm moving the book away. I'm like currently lighting a candle. I'm like casually like the book's a little close to that flame. Let me just uh, scroll it back a little bit. So in the book... Dr. Nicola Perra is talking about ego stories. And again, the ego is the part of the brain that is developed from fear and survival. The ego is a very old, old part of the brain where when we were hunters and gatherers, the ego helped us understand the reality of fear. You need to run away from this, fight or flight, things like that, because the main goal of hunter-gatherers was to survive so we can procreate and build the population. But the thing is, our life is so much different and our ego has not really caught up with it. Our ego is there to tell us that there's a danger, that you need to be on the defense for survival. But what our brain cannot understand yet is threats are different <laughs> now than prehistoric times. Our threats are a little bit different and threats are no longer survival for some of us. Sometimes threats can seem as emotional, right? That's going to hurt our feelings or seen as failure in a career or a relationship, things like that. 
the ego doesn't no longer has to protect us from, you know, a saber tooth tiger. The ego is now protecting us from rejection. The ego is now protecting us from failure. The ego is now protecting us from putting in all this work and not going anywhere. The ego is protecting us from getting our heart broken, right? That's, that's where the ego is really zoning in on us. And that's the reason why we get so defensive, right? Even think about it. Think about when you talk about someone who's so like egotistical or people who have big egos, right? They usually like when I think of it, I think of these big jocks that are tall and they think they have this like bravado about them. And the ego gives off like this false confidence because like the ego wants you to appear confident so no one messes with you, so no one hurts your feelings because you're actually really fragile and insecure on the inside, right? So when I think of like an egotistical person, I think of like this big jock and I walk around with this bravado and like the minute you give them some constructive criticism, they like fly off the handle and like they degrade you and like you don't know what you're talking about, like gaslighting and really on the defense and are not able to like reflect and be like, oh, maybe I am doing something wrong or, oh, maybe I am, you know, blowing things out of proportion or maybe I do need to do a little bit of inner work. The ego is not that. The ego is defense. Protect you from all sorts of threats, not just life-threatening, from every sense of danger. Okay. And this comes up really big in relationships with your significant other, comes up in friendships, it comes up with family relationships. When someone like says something to you and you just fly off the handle, ego, okay? The ego is also the one telling you stories to keep you safe. For example, you don't want to move away from your family, even though it would, you know, you're really interested in it. But what if you move away and then you're all by yourself and you leave your family? You can't leave your family behind. And that guilt of leaving your family behind. Or no. You can't quit your job that you have. What were your friends and family think that you're going to quit your stable nine to five to start a business of your own that you don't know the future that's going to happen with it? Or the ego can go, you know, don't say your true feelings and be a people pleaser because you don't want your true feelings to ruin the relationship. Telling you stories telling you stories. And I love the connection in the book where Dr. Nicola Perra talks about washing dishes. And she would hate when her significant other wouldn't wash the dishes. That's like she always had to wash the dishes. And she would get really defensive when the dishes were not being done and she would blow up on her significant other. And she's like, why is it the dishes? Why? What is connected to this? And her ego was telling her the story that you're not valuable enough to be considered. That's the story her ego was telling her. You're not valuable enough to be considered. Because if you were considered, your significant other would do the dishes and not always have you do the dishes. So she would always get angry. Oh, of course they didn't do the dishes because they're not thinking of me. They know I always have to do the dishes no matter how tired I am. I always have to do them. And they don't think about me. They don't do me the favor of doing the dishes. And then, you know, step back for a second. Did you ever ask your significant other, hey, would you mind doing the dishes for me tonight? I'm like really tired and I would really appreciate if you did the dishes for me. Most of the time, if you brought it up like that, 
I mean, people are like, yeah, sure, I'll do the dishes. No worry. You know, put your feet up, whatever. But if you go, oh, I always do the dishes. You do nothing. You don't consider me. You don't love me. I do everything around this house and you don't help one bit. You, 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 right? Blaming the you because you're acting in defense because in your head, the ego is telling you the story. They don't love you. They don't value you. They're not considering you because they're not doing the dishes. That was like her connection, her story to it. And the whole dishes on the defense was also avoidant attachment. You don't want to do the dishes for me. I'm not going to talk to you. I'm mad at you. I'm not going to talk to you. Doing the avoiding and icing people out is the ego. Right? You hurt me. So now I'm going to not talk to you. I'm going to give you the silent treatment. I'm going to ice you out. Hmm. Constantly, the stories are being told. Again, the ego is either saying, I'm good, I'm a good person, I'm a bad person, I'm smart, I'm not smart, right? The ego's telling you, I'm an attractive person or I'm not an attractive person. So the ego's telling you the story, oh, I'm not attractive, so no one's going to fall for me in a relationship, right? Constantly telling you things that are not true, and we're not facing that story. We keep believing and believing it. Do you ever stop and wonder why you think that way? Or why you become defensive in those sort of things? Why you become, you know, so angry and you fly off the handle when like a little thing happens because the ego is getting triggered. Okay. Ego, she talks about comes all hands on deck. When the ego is threatened, it is a huge emotional reaction. Okay. Huge emotional reaction when the ego is threatened or hurt or any of those things. And over time, the ego then like creates this perception of who we think we are. And we don't do anything to stop it because we believe it. We don't do anything to stop it. So you're probably thinking, okay, I understand what the ego is. What do I do about it? Like, how do we, how do we solve the issue? Or how do we battle the ego? According to the book, step one is introducing yourself and being comfortable with your ego and that's why people do that thing where they have like an alter ego like that's like they're the, the other name that they go by and stuff like that you can actually do this as an exercise like for example my ego the voice inside my head i'm gonna name her Jeanette, right and what the book says to do and i'll read it verbatim it's on page 147 in the book okay the goal here is to see your ego as separate from you and practice being a neutral witness. You can start the act of separation with this short prompt. It takes about one or two minutes. So here we go. 
One, find a quiet place with no distraction, perhaps where you have previously worked on consciousness exercises, right? So step one, you need to get comfortable with your ego, sit in a quiet place, whether it's in your bedroom, maybe it's the bathroom in the shower, maybe it's in your living room, in your office, right? Find your quiet space. Maybe it's in your car, whatever you got to do. Step two, close your eyes and take a deep, exaggerated breath, the Right, you're in your quiet place. Take a deep breath. Three, repeat the following affirmation. I am safe and I choose a new way to experience myself as separate from my equal. Again, I am safe and I choose a new way to experience myself as separate from my ego. And she goes on to say like, yeah, that seems pretty simple. But the thing is, it's not going to happen right away. You got to do this like anything multiple, multiple times. Okay. So you sit in a quiet place, you take a deep breath and you say that I'm safe. I'm going to separate myself from my ego. Give the ego a name, Jeanette. What's up? Okay. Then it says step two, have a friendly encounter with your ego. She says, now I want you to start paying attention to what you say after the phrase I am. When you hear those words spoken or witness yourself thinking them, use them as a cue to start noticing patterns that follow. For example, I'm always late. I'm horrible at remembering things. I always, I'm always attracting losers, right? So you're in that quiet space. Notice the pattern of what you say after I am. So for example, I say, I'm intelligent. I am a passionate person. I am always on time. Like those are the things, like think of the things you think of when you say I am. I already did the spot, but name the ego. Again, Jeanette, that's her name. That's what I'm naming her. Okay. Step four, meet the activated ego. As we expand our level of consciousness and awareness, we can see that we are not our ego stories. Thoughts happen to us. They don't mean anything about who we are. They're simply our ego attempting to defend our identity and protect us from pain. In this self-witnessing ego state, we can accept and even tolerate attacks on our ego sense of safety. The time you're out in the world and you feel emotionally activated, take note of the experience. This is an extension of the first step. Next, keep track of all times you feel uncomfortable or angry what was said on the surface, and what part activated your ego story. Here's an example. Your sister says you look tired. You respond sarcastically. Of course I look tired. I've been working 60 hours a week and raising a child. Must be nice to have tons of free time. Don't worry. Next time I see you, I'll look perfect. What your sister said objectively, you look tired. What's your ego heard? She's always so rude and condescending. She never acknowledges the hardships I go through and how much I work to just stay afloat. Do you see how your ego, when it gets activated, completely changes the reality that you are living, you guys? She goes on to say, here the ego felt a core emotion, unworthiness. That was painful, and since you've never learned to process your feelings, the ego came to protect, I'm sorry, to project it onto your sister. As we know, the ego prefers to dump painful emotions onto others rather than sit with them. 
One example of a way to handle the sister's comment in the above example is to acknowledge your hurt, not to bury it. You could respond, ouch, that stung. I think I took that way more personally than you intended it. As we navigate the ego in a more empowered way, we can actually have difficult conversations without feeling under threat when we are questioned or challenged. Right directly from her book. Now, take that example with the sister. How many of us go through that, whether it's like our sister, our sibling, our parent, our friend, our significant other, like you're just kind of going about your day and they're like, wow, like you look terrible today. And you're just like, I'm sorry. Like, there's been a couple of times when I'm like not wearing makeup and people are like, wow, you look tired. And I'm just like, I'm sorry. Let me put on a full face of makeup for you. I've done that before. I'm sure we've done that all before. And it's a similar thing where like you get offended where it's like, well, am I not, am I not pretty without makeup? Right. Do I, am I only attractive when I'm wearing makeup or it could be, you know, the same thing. Well, well, I'm tired. So I'm sorry. I don't look fantastic for you. Right. Instead of being like, you know what? That was a low blow. Okay. That wasn't nice. I know you didn't intend it, but like that, like, let's, let's chill with that. You know what I mean? Like say it in that sense. So what I want you guys to practice. And again, I love this book. Like I'm linking it in the show notes again. It's a fantastic book. When I just read that part, I was like, whoa. In order to battle the ego, you have to have a strong internal monologue. Like she said in the book, sit in a quiet place, take a deep breath, say you're separate from your ego, right? Notice the stories that come up when you say I am. You can even write that in a journal. I am and then see what follows afterwards. And then name the ego. And when you have those emotional triggers, right, have that internal monologue with yourself being like, hey, Jeanette, cool it, cool it, relax. Maybe they didn't mean it like that, right? Take a step back, take a deep breath in and learn how to train the mind. My biggest thing in my mindset journey is having the internal monologue, especially to with my anxiety, along with my ego saying, it's fine, everything's okay. With my anxiety, like I'm safe. Now with the ego, you say, I am not my thoughts. That person didn't intend it that way. Or let the person know like, hey, listen, that was a low blow. Let's not, let's like not do that. And understand that the ego was not a bad thing. The ego is not, I'm sorry. The ego is not the villain here. The ego is there to protect you. It's kind of like the yin and the yang with your soul. Your soul is there to empower you. Your ego is there to protect you. So in your internal monologue, the ego, you know, is always kind of more on the negative side where the soul is saying, hey, you know, quit your job. You're clearly not happy. You're not serving your purpose. Quit your job and find your purpose. The ego is going to be like, if you quit your job, people are going to judge you. If you quit your job, where are you getting money from? If you quit your job, where, you know, how are people going to react? What if you fail at like starting your business because you're finding your purpose? There needs to be a balance of the two. You got to keep the ego in check. And when people make comments, getting angry and defensive is not going to solve the problem. If something happens that you don't like, 
it's really important to get into the habit of firmly and calmly saying, hey, that wasn't right. That offended me. Please don't say that again instead of going off the handle. Because a lot of the times when you come off angry and yelling, you automatically lose your credibility with your defending yourself, right? Usually when people fly off the handle, don't you're like, whoa, okay, this person's crazy. Like it was just a joke, right? You get that one where if you say, hey, that was kind of offensive. I really didn't like that. Please don't say that again. People are usually like, hey, I didn't mean to offend you. I'm sorry, whatever. It's time to start confronting our ego and not letting it affect our perception of reality.